Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, or wake up, sleepyheads. It's time for the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, which occurs right here every Saturday night on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and more. I'm Colin. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars. Travis. Sean. Jenny. Brett. And every <laughs> week we pick a movie and watch it for your edification and enjoyment. This week Brent picked the movie. Brent, we, what did we watch tonight? Sometimes for neither. Uh, we watched Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. <laughs> we all say it like that. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, what, what, three, two, one. Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Rise and shine with Chuck Chuck. <laughs> Don't forget your booty because it's cold out there. It's cold no, out, out there, there every day. day. What is this, Miami Beach? <laughs> Not hardly. <laughs> it seems like you've been to Groundhog Day Chef a couple lips. times uh, before. Seen it. I, yeah, I repeat this day over and over again. <laughs> All right, oh, just so we get this out of the way, when was this movie made? 92. And it was directed by... Harold Ramis. Right. Yeah, so this is the reteaming of Harold Ramis. It was written. And it was directed by Harold Ramis. It was? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm saying it was directed by Harold Ramis. Yes. Yeah. And this, so they and were written. the reteaming of two halves of the Ghostbusters. The story is actually by Danny Rubin, and the screenplay is by Danny Rubin and Harold Ramis. Yes. Uh, did Harold Ramis direct Caddyshack? Yes. yes. Okay. With, also with Bill Murray. Yes. All right. So Wrote there we go. We're, we're establishing some kind of track record here for these two guys working together. Wrote Stripes. Yeah, well, these guys have always worked stripes? together. I believe he directed Stripes. That wasn't Ivan Reitman? Maybe it was Ivan Reitman. <laughs> I know Harold Ramis was a writer on SNL, so when they like broke into movies, they just kind of like, you know, naturally... Uh, just still kept together and blah blah blah. This is the movie that their falling out was about. Because what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what? Bill yeah. Murray wanted this to be a way more like like a more of a serious movie. You know? It felt like a very serious movie. It got serious. I know, can, so can you imagine if this was more serious? Right? Fucking Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guy's a goddamn Odd prima duck. donna. Prima donna. Prima donna. Huh. <laughs> Well, it was. Uh, I know that you picked this is because it was part of the your time travel series, Brent. It does not yes, happen. this is not time travel. All right. Well, and uh, there we go. There's the two opposing uh, points of view. Let's hear the pro time travel uh, Groundhog Day version. I don't know if I am pro. I don't think he travel. can be. He he doesn't age. He dies. He's like technically. A, he's like in a metaphysical rut. That's what I call it. A metaphysical rut. He's technically yes. been in Groundhog Day for... The idea that he... I mean, he does continue to relive the same... He's not traveling anywhere. ...day over and over, but it doesn't follow the rules, like, that. I, the way I know them of time travel, where there's not, like... He's not duplicating himself. He's going back as himself and reliving the same day over there's and over. There's no device. There's no... no device. He has no control over it. He has to... I mean, because this is almost like a... It's almost like a Christmas carol in a weird way, yeah. right? It's yeah. the uh-huh. idea that you're a grumpy fucking egotist guy and you're not going to go forward in life. You're going to be in this rut until you learn to appreciate others. And, like, throughout the movie, he keeps... He thinks he could pretend his way through 
Well, he's not even really trying to appreciate people. He's really no. just trying to use the knowledge that he learns about Rita, uh, the producer played by uh, Andy McDowell. The beautiful uh, Andy McDowell. <laughs> Some would say that. Some would say that. If you saw Andy her McDowell. Vanity Fair cover with her body like painted as a suit and she's naked... You'd, oh. you'd be with me. I'd yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, go look for that I'll Vanity look, Fair. You know how they fair. do that? Yeah. You know how yeah. they paint the, yeah. the suits yeah. on? I'm pretty sure Demi Moore did that. I remember that one. Yeah. 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 Her yeah. Andy McDowell's is pretty stunning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I was so, actually surprised that, like, uh, there's a point in the movie where he does seem to be, like, you know, because he's a stuck-up weatherman from uh, Pennsylvania Goes to Puxatawney, Pennsylvania for the Groundhog Day thing. Well, everybody's seen this movie, right? I'm and he sure. relives God, the same so. day over and over again. But there's a point in the middle of the movie where he gets uh, Annie McDowell to basically fall in love with him. He has like this perfect day with her. And I'm like, is it over? Because you can't tell how long you've been watching the movie. Because, I mean, I know there's a three act structure there, but it's like because it's the same scenes or variations on the same scenes over and over again, it's like, how long has it been? An hour and a half? Uh, maybe. And then he wakes up the next morning and has to do it all over again. Still, you're like, huh, how does he get out of this time loop? Because he doesn't really mean it. All he's doing is learning things and implicating uh, or using the. Uh, just using the uh, the information to try to gain her favor. So he's not really trying to find out who she is. He's just copying things he hears about her and just make sure that he puts that into the next day. He's basically just trying to get laid. He is basically just trying to get laid. Even though, well, because supposedly, I don't know if this, I mean, they don't say this, but I've always thought that he can't admit to the fact, because you can see this when, when he first sees Rita... You see his eyes widen and kind of like, you know, he has a moment on his face. Yeah, right at the very beginning. Of the yeah, movie. that you can see like, oh, this dude like is into her. And then he keeps making jokes, right? He mm-hmm. just keeps on making really friendly jokes. So he's automatically flirting with her. That's what I kind of like about this movie. There's no like, they, they this movie acts like you already know these characters. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that. We don't need to get to know Rita. We're going to get to know Rita the whole movie. So when they introduce her... They just jump into they. I mean, they got a work relationship, of course. You know, she's the producer, he's the weatherman, right? Mm-hmm. So, so talking is natural. You know, you don't need a reason for them to talk. You don't need mm. that bullshit. So you can just go right into. He's just trying to make her laugh. He's just trying to, uh, whatever. But then, yeah, as soon as he uh, gets in his little rut thing. That's when, like, you know, some days he'll be an asshole to her. Some days he'll, like, be this perfect guy to her. But no matter what, I think she sees something unauthentic in it, right? And that's why she's always, the the day's never turning out perfect. He's not going to move on to the next day because he's not, it's the, I don't know, it's the same difference between, it's like when you talk to somebody, you can either talk to somebody to hear yourself talk or you can actually be interested in who this person is. And he's really not interested in anybody is. He's, you know... He's, yeah, that's the first half. Phil Collins. That's the first half of when you see the constant repeats. He's not interested. Yeah, right. Phil Collins. <laughs> Con- Connors? Connors. Phil Connors. I was like, Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Phil Connors? where are you now? He does learn piano later, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes through that progression of, uh, you know, like, what would you do if you had one day that you could live over and over again, you know, so he goes through kind of the, well, then I can do whatever the hell I want. Cause you know, I mean, that's like the ultimate, um, 
self-involvement, right? It's like, I have no consequences. I can do whatever the hell I want. I can just fuck around. And then eventually he gets tired of that. And Well, Brent, you might be able to uh, rem- kind of like remind me more of this on the audio commentary. Uh, Harold Ramis talks about how, he, what this is, it's the, uh, what are the, the seven. Um, seven layers of hell. Stages seven of levels grief. Of yeah, or death or whatever the hell, right? Is the seven, I think that's Den- the what, seven. Denial. Like, denial, acceptance. acceptance bargaining. Suit, suit, yeah, bargaining. That's what he goes through this, you know, because mm-hmm. he is, I, I guess, in a way, dead, you know, or he figures he's dead. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, life is it, is your life meaningless if it's just like, I mean, you know, it's stripped of all consequences, right? I mean, he knows everything, he can do everything, and nothing ever happens, you know, to him if he, you know, he can even kill himself. But nothing ever happen. happens because, in, like, outside of this movie, looking at what more I think the story is about is the idea that if you don't somehow learn to be a better person towards those around you, you find yourself in this constant day, day, day in and day out of you're alone. You know, mo- nobody fucking likes him in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. at the beginning, just so everybody he's hit, knows he's an so asshole. So he's hit rock bottom. He's basically because hit, he rock, hit bottom. rock bottom. That's when he gets stuck in the rut. He basically needs to find his way out of uh, that situation. Well, it's like it, it seemed. I mean. It, it read to me that way where, you know, he, uh, he's built up, you know, I mean, as a character, he's just built up a wall around himself of snarkiness. You know, he built the, the Bill Murray persona for yeah. You know, yeah. lack this of is who way. he really is. But when yeah. he actually <laughs> lives the day over and over and over and over again ad nauseum, he's able to like, you know, experience everything. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Slowing down to smell the roses, kind of thing, right? And right. Like taking the, you know, like, look, life actually is beautiful here and there. And like, there's these interesting people who are in it. And it's not the just perfect, about me. Yeah, you get the perfect example of that at probably the halfway point of the movie. He's sitting in the diner when like nobody else is in there. And he's just reading a book and mm-hmm. kind of sits up and looks around at the people. Well, I thought he's listening to the piano music, and that's when he? he? Yeah, he's listening to the piano music on the radio, and that's when he decides, oh, I'm going to learn piano, because Rita says she wants a dude that uh, plays music or whatever. I thought it was when when Rita says, these people are great, they've been out here all night, they party, they they sing until they get cold, they go by the fire, warm up, come back and sing some more, he goes... Yeah, they're hicks, Rita. I mean, this is that whole, like, like big city guy versus, uh, you know, whatever. The, the small town. The people, small town right? media. The people that he sees. Middle America. These people have no fucking lives. All these people in this town are worthless. Just because he's a fucking celebrity, he's something bigger than everybody else, right? He doesn't see any value in anybody until that whole, you know, he gets to know basically everybody in fucking town. He mm-hmm. really, truly gets to know each individual and who they are. And I think that's how he's able to uh, uh, kind of separate himself from... Uh, this is John. He likes painting toy soldiers, and he's gay. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I don't think he really appreciated anything, though, until he helped the, the elderly man, the homeless guy, and brought him to the hospital and then realized that that guy dies Every single day, yeah, like he's been he living the day over and over again. That's this a big guy thing. dies over, and uh, that's when he really realizes, like, like he starts to appreciate it more. Like he may have found out more about those people 
he didn't have anything else to do. You know, oh, I'll go talk to someone else. Today. Well, but then he goes, but when he starts saving, you know, that's when he makes his life's purpose is I got to catch this kid from the tree. I got to help these ladies with their yeah. tire. I got to save uh, uh, the mayor uh, from suffocating the ro- I mean, that's when he starts making his life. Well, that's about- when he stops being so selfless. Yeah. Like, he starts being more selfless. So selfish. So, more selfless. So first he learns the timing of the whole town, right? The whole, like, yeah. gust of wind. Felix, dog how are you doing, Doris? Can I get a roll of quarters? <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah, Somebody just that, going, like, what the hell is he going to do with like? I mean, just to be able to rob a bank. Well, remember I mean, he like, showed up to the rolls. I know, but that was like, you know, you got how much time do you have? You know, you've got less than twenty-four <laughs> hours here. It's like, well, I got a million dollars. I got it's like a, eight hours left. What would you do? Buy a big fancy car, dress like Clint Eastwood, and go to a movie. That's what I thought was so cool, because, yeah, first he's doing everything in those 24 hours for him. By the end of the movie, mm-hmm. those 24 hours are dedicated to everybody in the town, getting yes. frickin' Zod to marry, uh, or getting the lady to marry Zod. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that's Michael Shannon, man. Super young Damn. and very excitable. Oh, man. Shannon. Don't even look like him. It's crazy. <laughs> Good call. Did you know he was in the movie, or did you just... Spines. No, no, because I haven't I haven't seen this movie in a while, but looking at him, it's just like, this is a young Michael Shannon. That's crazy. <laughs> I would yeah. never have gotten that, You're pretty that, quick man. out of that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's just looking at him, it's like, oh. This guy's just voice. I don't know, his he's got, voice. He's just that look about him and well, the way he, he his mouth. as creepy. It's right. And it's his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't frown in this movie. That's the problem. That's how you can't see his Michael Shannon. But if you look. stare at him, you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Brent? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Brent so, fell asleep again. Uh, uh, well, I mean... If you're not going to contribute, give me some more room. I do, well, I do want to cover more about the time travel situation. Quote, going unquote, on. we're going to say. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that we really covered that at all yet, but... Well, I mean, one, oh, sorry, go ahead. What, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, one of the things that... I know that contribute to you choosing this as a time travel movie is like we've been searching time travel movies and getting all these different lists and it's on every single one, like really? top ten. Really? Time travel movies. Every hmm. time Groundhog Day's on there. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's not a time travel. Well, movie. I it's on I mean time is involved. One. Yeah, it's a time <laughs> loop, right? The idea that, that like if you had a time machine, what would you do with it? And how would you explore going back and changing something from the past? Only the thing that's unique about this movie is he only has 24 hours to basically change his entire life and everyone's life around him. Really? I mean, you know, I mean, like everybody, like if you think about if I had a time machine, I would go back and I would do this differently. But now he has the opportunity. He can't fix what happened the day before or the day after, but he can change what happens on that day, but the way that he changes it is almost like a a ripple effect to where it's it's fixing like all of his problems from the past, but at the same time it's also fixing how he's gonna be as a person in the future and also how the people, especially that town, are but like, you know, how his life is gonna be from here on out. I mean, so it is it's it's like a weird butterfly effect that he's able to do with what of 24 hours. Oh, question which, then, is a Christmas Carol a time travel story? I see that's another one I think. 
Well, Verse time travel. I, the, the ghost of Christmas past to, yeah. takes him back to his past, childhood. Past, future. That's time. He can only but, well, see himself. Uh, He's well, not interacting. What are you saying? We're, we, we either call it a time travel movie or it's a movie that has some aspect of time travel in it. Like, I think you can separate that. But I wouldn't call Christmas Story a time travel movie. He travels back to the past. Right, but do you? He but he's shown the past. <laughs> but we, Christmas he can't, story. He can't, he's not seen. Or ask anybody. Describe talk about Christmas a Christmas story. story what, 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 how would you? What genre would you put Christmas story in? Christmas. How would you? How would you <laughs> Christmas Carol. Christmas or Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, not Christmas story. How uh, would you describe ghost story. it? It's it, many other things. I don't think <laughs> time, time travel. travel yeah, movie. time travel movie doesn't. Yeah, pop I don't up know. There. I don't know. If Groundhog Day. And by the way, Bill Murray since Scrooged. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that too when we were watching. I'm like, this oh is, shit, this is when Bill Murray was like in everything. Yeah, he's like in Scrooged and this yeah. and post. Yeah. Yeah, keep going. No, there was something else that was like on my mind that I'm like yeah. blanking out on now. While we were watching it, it's not coming back. It was where the Buffalo Roam. Caddyshack? Were you in Caddyshack? No, no. This was like the '90s, right? This is, yeah, this is '90. Yeah. What'd you say? '92. What else was there? Bill Murray. God. What about Bob? Yeah, what about, what Bob? about Bob? There you There's go. Yeah, one. that was what the about one. Bob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, yep. They just hit. kind of receded and became serious. Right Bill Murray. He was always serious. He's... Bill Murray. The only reason he did Ghostbusters is is so Columbia would fund Ra- the Razor's Edge, which is uh, the most fucking boring uh, psychological. I mean, it's just. Yeah, but, I, I mean, hate Bill Murray. He's still, you know, <laughs> Wes Anderson uses him to like that's the Bill Murray. Like he sees what Bill Murray is, and he uses him, yeah, as almost as a tool in his movies. But he never gets like, the leading man stuff anymore. Yeah, you know, because I mean, he's quiet. Yeah. Like today's Bill nobody Murray can get, is because nobody can get a hold of him on his phone the camera. line. That's yeah. why he was kind of he never answers man. his that phone. Fairly recent. In which one? Saint Vincent. Yeah, he has had a resurgence. That's a good one. He's becoming more yeah. and more popular now. I think it's because of his nightlife. Like That's I think so. He, he gets a lot. <laughs> he there's gets a lot out. of stories he about. He does indeed. But I and mean, no he, one will ever. He's funny, him. but it's also kind of a serious esque movie. But he's you know he plays Bill Murray. He plays himself. You know at times where he's got that sarcastic. Yeah, he plays a curmudgeon, sarcastic asshole. Yeah, basically. Well, that's the thing. Like usually with Bill Murray. And I guess this is going to be like a testament to his performance in this movie. Usually Bill Murray, like even when he's being quote unquote serious, you can still feel the Bill Murray, you know, uh, the snarky guy Mm -hmm. behind that. Like, I'm just kind of doing this. But in this movie, he does, to his credit, kind of go all the way. I mean, like all the pretense of, you know, is, is not there at the end of this movie. I mean, he's just kind of like, you know. This is who this character is, and this is how I'm playing it. And it's like, oh, wow, I'm, yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, it's a different guy than who he was at the beginning. And the fact that they were probably doing like a lot of those scenes on the same day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what and I was going to bring up. That's what I was going to bring up. What was the shooting on this like? It had to yeah. be like they shot every part that they needed of a certain shot because they have the setup. It has to look and like they would the just same. Shoot it I know. That's what I was going to ask you guys what and you thought over. about that. Like, do you think they reshot it? Do you think they yeah. wanted Especially to like, like, repeat it? Or oh, they yeah. Because you got those, you got all the people there. I mean, I was thinking just of that, like the crowd scene. Right. That's what I kept thinking. It's like, okay, they go through it. And it's like, all right, places, everybody, we're going back to one. All right. Everybody resets. Now this is, again, but this, this is this two one, times Bill later. Murray has to be in a different. 
Stay this one, you're bewildered. Yes. There's probably this like, what, one, you've ten done it like ten different times. Like, versions. Yeah. Of you think that made it easier to shoot this movie? Well, see, that's I'll why. Bet. Seems that's like why I was wondering if maybe like like with Andy McDowell, like when they're sitting at the bar and she orders her drink, like she sounds exactly the same every single time. So I wondered if they like used that same shot and then like edited it really good so that Bill Murray it just looked like he was coming they're really, in. They're just, nah, there's, there's different takes. No, there's yeah. tiny yeah, I, was just, I was curious what you guys thought There's tiny that. differences. So the word. There's tiny differences in delivery. But, yeah, but I mean, they're tiny. I mean, she is very, pretty no, much No, very like, tiny, yes. She's dead know, on. Yeah, doing exactly the same inflection, right? the same, same yeah. look, tone, everything. Like she's looking, when she's <laughs> fixing his tie, she's looking at the yeah. same place every time. Like, yeah. no, for doing the repeats of everything... Like everyone was spot on and, yeah. and repeating their actions and their inflections and shit. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be good. really hard to do. It's I mean, I still think it's and like, tiring. How many yeah. times I had to do well, all that? Yeah, but I mean, that's an you actor's think that'd be day. Hard? Right. <clears throat> that'd no. be easy. All you're doing is one setup and and doing different takes with different dogs. No, I'm saying that's the, easy. The, 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 the different the the difficulty is in Bill Murray has to. He's but he doesn't. He changes everything right, he yeah. does. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like he has to know as an actor. If I'm going to shoot all that stuff in one day. I haven't shot the scenes that follow this that link back to this where I do it again. He, they're just doing it all one right after the other, and he has to go like, okay, so in this, all right, so Rita has broken years. up with me, and you know this has happened, and I've seen this, you know, and like you got to be in that headset, like how yeah. quickly after you did the last one, like okay, now we're gonna do this one. It has to be, I it has to work. It's that hard. All he's doing is like ordering a drink. <clears throat> Seriously, he's ordering a drink like four different ways. But no, but think, like, like that crowd scene, which they come back, I think is the one they come back to the most, yeah, probably. Yeah. At the beginning where he goes up to shoot his shot for the groundhog. That's the one where his, uh, I mean, where he's at changes the most throughout the movie. Because they go to it a lot at the beginning, and they come back to it a couple times at the second half. I would say and, when he's depressed, yeah, I can see right, how. Right, well, and he, yeah. but he's got to do all of that within <clears throat> that same day. All of that. Is acting that hard? I, come on, guys. All of that. All he's doing is saying, uh, sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist. Well, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, yeah. think it, I think it's like to say well, a prayer I think, to... I think it can and, be. It depends on the actor. Well, what I'm saying it makes it look easy. But where I think it, it's difficult for an actor is, I mean, I just remember uh, I was watching a, a, the making of uh, Insomnia. With Al Pacino, right? Where he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, like getting more tired as the movie right. goes on. Yeah. But they didn't shoot in that order. So, like, he went and, you know, I mean, to his credit, I mean, this is their job, right? Yeah. He goes and, and makes job. a well, note make it, of, like, where, how tired and what he's going to look like and where he's going to, you know, at every point in the script. So, when he'd show up to shoot that scene... He's like, okay, and this got, is guy number four. You got directors so like, there helping <clears throat> you. You got like, it's not just you alone, like doing your own thing. Everybody, still. Has, everybody knows it's not. St- God damn it! <laughs> I think acting still, so hard, people. Okay, that, acting. Oh, I think pretending to be tough. so. Hard. That's got to be tough. Okay. <laughs> Did he really jump off that? Uh, building? No. That's, no, that's no that, yeah, that was a pretty bad. That's a stunt guy. guy. I was kind of. Yeah. I was looking for it too. I'm like. I haven't seen this one. Let's see if that's Bill Murray. It's not Bill Murray. Yeah, I was surprised at how close of a shot that is. Right? That he would just go with just like they were just hey, hoping he's a like, guy with brown hair. You yeah, know? they were hoping his <laughs> hair got over his face soon enough. <laughs> that's why he, he just flipped put over. Yeah, that's why he flips over probably right because well, he does like as soon as he jumps he right. flips over. So you most of the time you're seeing his back and his side. Right. Yeah. So is his brother that's in this that plays the mayor or whatever? Yeah. Is he? Is that that's Brian? his brother. Yeah, Brian. Doyle Brian. Yeah, yeah, he's older for sure. He is sure. Older? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got like six brothers. Well, 
Well, see, yeah, I, they're all actors. I yeah. didn't think that, it, like in others, because he's in other movies with Bill. Wayne's like World. he's in oh, Ghostbusters sorry, yes. too. But in like, he, it didn't game. look like there was that much of an age difference. But in this one, it looked like there was a pretty big one. Yeah. Like in Ghostbusters, I didn't think he looked that much older than Bill Murray. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the the difference is, I, but I do think Caddyshack. I forget who's in yeah. Ghostbusters. <clears throat> well, the only one I know he, he in he Ghostbusters like, when they get committed. Yeah, in Ghostbusters just, too, yes, he gets committed. Yes. He He's a psychiatrist. Yeah, yes, he, that's right. And he gets committed by his other brother. Those are his both of his brothers walking down. The other one's his brother too. The other the, one's his the, the slimy the sli- mayor assistant. Yeah, that's really. Bill Murray's brother too. I did not know that. Oh, that. I did not. Yeah, know dude, that. That, like that's how many Murrays are working. <laughs> did not know that. Yeah. See, I only knew like Number Joel Murray. That's pretty much the only one. Only other one I know. Hmm. I didn't know that was his movie. Yeah, dude. Is that so That's insane? fascinating. <laughs> in Ghostbusters? Good yeah. to know. To in Ghostbusters 2. In oh, part 2. Right. The the slimy right, so can, mayor. They were threatening to go to the press. I was protecting yeah. your interest. And uh <laughs> Yeah, I I wanna say that either either it was Brian Doyle Murphy was in Second City, and that's why Bill Murray like Bill Murray didn't plan on being an actor. It's just because one of his older brothers went to Second City. That's why he joined. Hmm. And then I mean, shit, became America's fucking biggest guy. I don't think, I don't think Bill Murray's... Assistant? I still don't think Bill Murray plans what? to be an actor. I'm pretty sure that's his outlook as it is right now. <laughs> yes, the mayor's assistant in Ghostbusters 2. No, are you lying? No, why would I fucking lie? No, I'm, I'm trying to... I yes. don't know if you're serious or not. Of course I'm serious. Well, you're laughing, so I thought oh. you were fucking with me. No, but the, the guy that... That Lenny fires in Ghostbusters too. Yes. That's yeah. his brother. Yes. Really. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. Sorry. Right, we were done. Got a question? Wait, I got a question for Brent. Is it's a wonderful life a time travel movie? Oh. Is that the same thing? As, I think it's the same uh, thing. Now, Christmas Carol. Now, now remember, Brent. No, it's the same thing. It's Christmas Carol. Ghost takes a rock. Or the angel. You brought this on right? yourself. Go. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. This is your decision for this No, I mean, we've already established that there's some kind of... It's a time loop, so it's time. Time is being There's all, a time it's element. It's timey-wimey in these, but... Yeah. Yeah. Timey-wimey. I like that. Timey-wimey. We're use timey-wimey from now on. It seems like uh, It's a Wonderful Life is more interdimensional. Like, because... And I know that you have a retort for this, but... <laughs> the, the idea that uh, he sees his life how it would be without him there versus like say this like groundhog day or uh christmas carol where you see your life you almost get an alternate version of your own life i mean like because because you could argue that groundhog day is all interdimensional too it's almost like like there, this one day is, is somehow like the epicenter of the universe and everything like shoots off of that one day. So all these different dimensions are shooting off of this one center, like creating like spokes on a tire. Kind of. This is the way I see it. Cause it is really his most hated groundhog day. He fucking hates it. It's his like most hated thing. I mean, even at the beginning when she's like, this is your third year, isn't it? Four, Four. man. Four. You know, I mean, he fucking hates it that much that it brings out the worst in this character. Well, yeah, I mean, even when he's even when he's doing his forecast, it's so sarcastic. He's just so, yeah. he's just done with his. He really is. With his, like this is it. He's just hit rock bottom. As far as I'm kind of a weatherman like that. On air, right? <laughs> oh, I, 
our weather. I'm not going to talk about our weather, lady, but I'm a little upset about it. Like, I kind of want that. We live in a bunker. I don't know what you're talking about. We are in ambiguous U.S. It is kind of weird how, like, somehow he really takes to, like, somehow getting to know Rita, somehow using eternity to win the affections of, of his producer takes center stage. It's very weird. I mean, maybe that's the point why he keeps getting stuck, right? Cause it's not until he starts saving people. It's like when he, right. well, maybe when he like doesn't it's... worry about impressing Rita. Well, I think that's it. That's I think, he's... I think impressing Rita at some point becomes an option because he's got so much time. Like he's, you know, he's, he's done other things, looked at other things, figured out how to rob the bank and everything. Think... And that Rita becomes an option to get to know her, but he, you know, he goes with it, and then he goes off of it, mm-hmm. and then it comes back to him. Yeah, and that's when his I think that's what's important about out. it. Yes. It's like he because he makes her the yes. focus for a while, for a long then, time. Right, that's right. that scene is, where I thought the movie was over, but then it, it right. still kept going. And it's yeah. like okay, that didn't solve it because he had to, you know, like kind of let go of her, yeah. and she was attracted to him anyway. Yeah, because then he makes that big beautiful speech, and then she's like, "You want to get a cup of coffee?" And he's like, "I can't. I got errands to right. run." And yeah, that's yeah. when he goes saving the fucking world. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to leave that alone and have it come back to him, and that's. How he writes everything. Yeah. I think it's when he stops thinking about himself so much. Right. Because, yeah. like, when he has that scene, he's got errands to run. Is he. He didn't go do piano lessons or anything. He just went and. Well, he must have, because she's like, he's my student. So yeah. he must have gone well, there that day. By that point, he was pretty good. I mean, if you look at it, like, the original, I think the original script was like he spent 10,000 years. Was it? One day, yeah, it's something ridiculous. I thought it was like ten years or some shit. No, it's like Ramus. Ramus on the commentary. Ramus says ten years, and then somebody uh, maybe last year, or two years ago, did a breakdown and figured it out as eight years, eight months, and like sixteen days. How did? And they then Ramus. They went through they all. Have, they well, broke they, it down to charts, but and they shit. might have read. And then Ramus came back and said, "Eh, maybe it wasn't ten. Maybe it was the, like thirty or forty years." In the so, original script, they have like it, all those books that are in the that are in the bed and breakfast, that's how Phil keeps track of time, is by, by like, the pages of the books or whatever the hell. I remember Raymond's talking about that. What? Is that in the movie? No. It's in no. The no, it's in the original oh. script. Oh. So maybe either people read the original script to figure out the time, or... Hmm. Possibly. Whatever. But yeah, they broke it down I would like hardcore. to read this original script. But, like, I mean, how, how can you... How can you, like, uh, I guess based on his ability to play. But it seems like he's, like, when he's playing the jazz piano or whatever you want to call it. Jazz piano. That's, like, somebody that's played the piano their entire life, you know? Yeah. So just to do that is, like, 40 years. Right, and that's what Ramus came back to. He specifically pointed out the piano thing. And, like, you know, it takes people a long time to get to that point. Yeah. Well, if you do it every single day, though. Yeah. And, but is that like the only thing he does? And then he moves on to something else. Yeah, because he like, does ice sculpting. I kind of like to think, you know how like, I mean, they make it seem like he's... I think he's, ice sculpting would take more time than learning to play the piano. Yeah. He makes it seem like he's walking by all, all those ice sculpts, all those ice sculptures. But sometimes like, fuck, I wonder if he did all those. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. he could have done all those and not just have right. been inspired by walking. You know, uh, it was possibly. weird. At one point, I know this wasn't the focus of it, but I was like, man, by the time he actually sings back up with his own life again he's gonna for, have forgotten like so much of it you know but i'm like eh, i guess it won't matter because you'll now you'll know french and now you know how to play the piano right. and now you can do all this other stuff but like 
to be a weatherman has to be like, I mean, we were talking 30 years. It's yeah. been since you talked to your parents. Yeah. You oh. know I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, right. you know, you're going to forget a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> you can't get out. And yeah, the lines are dead. That's also, I mean, like, I'm sure it wouldn't matter. What but blizzard? It does raise the question because the fact that the blizzard uh, traps him in Punxsutawney. The idea that if he could get back to Pittsburgh, would he have an opportunity to continue his life? You know, like, is this anomaly only happening in this town because of the blizzard? Like, if he if he put on snowshoes and walked back to Pittsburgh, something would, would it, stop him. Would He'd it die change? before he got out. Yeah. Something. So it's nature. just the universe is like, this is a lesson that you have to learn. Right. The universe this is just is, like, no. Yeah. This is where you're going to stay. So the, yeah, he would. Yeah, he'd like a tree would fall on him at some point before yeah. he got out too far. Which is a very uh, that's that's like a big time big uh, time travel theory, right? The idea that no matter how much you want to change your fate, you can't. That like that's you know I mean that's a big element of time travel in general. There's a number of stories or movies that yeah. subscribe the to that, that. Yeah, or this the universe kind of is always or corrects itself or is yeah. Kind of, goes one direction i think we're talking i think we're talking not i mean even though this movie shows us uh being stuck in time as like a physical thing i mean i think it really is focusing on just a a person is stuck in time his character is stuck in time he's this fucking dick and regardless of you know ah, blizzards and it's really all about his own personal like moving on like it's yeah, but he helps yes. so many people too at Very the same much. time. I mean, but that is him. That's him moving on. That is him traversing time in a weird way. Yeah, he's stuck as an egotist. And then it's only when he he learns to be selfless that's how he can move on. It's yeah. weird. But in, it's, you're trapped. He's trapped himself in time. Nothing else is trapping him. He has trapped himself in time. But it's weird that. Well, I mean, I guess it. At no point did they like bring you know like religion into it or like well, they do. Or God or you know only well, God can make a tree. I yeah, mean, but it's I mean, not a not, big statement. Yeah, but, it's but it there, just doesn't dude. seem like it's like this is God messing with no, me. He doesn't. There, ne- yeah. He never goes to church and like is begging right. God to like please let me out of this. Or, no, I'm sure. I think that we've that's one point. They probably I think the filmmakers probably purposefully past right, yeah. that so point. So it is the universe, right? You know, they like, bring it up. I mean, he kind of talks and it's like I don't. I'm. But then it I'm is not kind of the like, god. But there I don't is think. then some kind of uh, we're saying there's like a, an intelligence that's making this day repeat for him to teach him a lesson, like a parent or uh, a child. I don't yeah. think so. Something. So you bigger. think it's just it's uh, it's self generated? Yeah, like it's it somehow he got like, caught in to a, me this like, whole thing could like, like, be like him going down is a dream, cre- right? You know, this whole thing like him yeah. reaching bottom has created this something around him that just mm. eventually it got so big it trapped him in this day. Hmm. Something of that sort. Temporal anomaly. Huh. Something like that. Time trail. Because it's still like. Cause uh, like yeah. I. Sorry. No, I'm just gonna say real quickly. Like when he has Rita in his apartment, he's always he's always you know stay stay stay. It's only until she like wants to stay. That's when like the night rolls. You know. Well, I mean, even though she says you said stay, so I stay. But you know, she wanted to stay. He didn't have to like coax her with all this history of who she actually is and. Mm. You know, French poetry and blah, 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 blah. I know, and she said he fell asleep before she did. Right? Yeah, yeah. so he wasn't trying to fuck her. You know, right. he wasn't trying to... He wasn't trying to stay awake Nancy? to see if she would stay. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. see if she, she would be there as well. Like, yeah. at that point, he didn't... That wasn't the point of her being there. 
And, but, and like we said again, that's the point where it's just it works. Right. He didn't care. He didn't want to stay up and watch the clock to I see mean, if she'd be able to. He end. shows he that with that Nancy that Taylor character, right? It shows right from the get go that, oh, beautiful woman. Where'd you go to high school? Who was your teacher? Blah, blah, blah. Then he uses it to try to fuck her, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, right there, it shows you who this guy is. Right. So then when he's doing it to Rita, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Even yeah. though in his head, he thinks it's a little bit more righteous or whatever, but it's the same fucking thing. He just wants to get into her pants by using, like, crazy esoteric But at the knowledge. same time, he's slowly falling, like, well, maybe just gaining stronger feelings for her. I mean, he does say that he loves her, but... Even yeah. at a point, it's not about sex. I think even at a point, he's just trying to do right by Rita to get out of his situation. Not necessarily sex, but to... It's still not real, but he's trying to make the day right by her in order to get out of the situation. I, know, I, I think, think, well, I think, I think you see in, that that doesn't work. I think the idea that he's in love with her is yeah. there, because even when he's with Nancy, he yeah. calls out Rita's name. Yeah. It's the yeah. idea oh, that course. he wants to well, be yeah, with that her. That was before he realized it, that he was attracted to her, I think. That's but I when he realized he wanted to get with Rita, was when he kept saying her name when he was with Nancy. Nancy? Nancy Taylor? I love how they mimic how uh, Ned Ryerson like calls out the win win Ned or Phil Phil Connors. Ned Nancy? Nancy like Taylor when she's excited. But I like that uh that scene where you know that they have that really like oh they build the snowman, he makes his his quirky little joke about Snowman City, the kids throw snowballs, they go back to the room, and then the next time they show how he's like he's amped up. He's trying to force it. He's trying yeah. to force like the oh I felt next to you in the snow yeah. and like <clears throat> you know he's I know this is what happens next. So let's just get to this. Let's part just do can, it. Yeah. Let's just go to yeah. it. I think that's a really important part in this mm-hmm. movie where yeah even though he can naturally make her fall in love he, he's like just trying like just, way fucking too hard. Yeah. Not very interesting. Uh. All right, so uh, Igor, <laughs> Igor, Igor, where you at? Masters, Masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Uh, thanks a lot, Igor, for and uh, yeah. Uh, we've got email. No, wait. It's not email. Somebody yeah, reached out to us on Facebook. You can too. It's facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. If you write to us on there, we'll probably read your comment on the air. Nick Hammond, a frequent contributor to the Saturday Night Freak Show, Some wrote us say about. the only contributor. Wait, there's Dom. Okay. <clears throat> if you want, and, oh, was it Andrea? Andrea, if you're out there, Babadook. I'm sorry, we actually did. Lexi. Lexi. It was it Lexi? It was Lexi. We read your comment <laughs> on the air. Oh, we lost the Babadook. And then we lost that we episode. lost the Babadook. Uh, so, Nick writes, he's a huge fan of the movie, and whenever he comes across this movie on the TV, the channel doesn't change. Uh, he says he's seen this movie more times than the days Bill Murray was caught in the time loop. Well, that's amazing. What did he wow. say? What did he say? I was... Talking. More days. Talking to someone else while you were talking. And <laughs> totally not paying attention. Nick says he's a big fan of the movie. That's it? And he's seen the movie more times than Bill Murray has been trapped in the time loop. Oh, that's a bold statement. Yeah. That's a lot. 
See, so, is that somewhere between ten years to ten thousand years. <laughs> yeah. Ten years worth of coronavirus. <laughs> so that's um, that's kind of all right. So wrap ups, wrap ups. Anything else on Groundhog Day wrap ups? All right, that's me. Uh, I like Groundhog Day. I, you know, I'm sitting here watching it tonight. You laughed. I don't think I've seen it since 1992. I like it wow. that much. <laughs> no, I mean it's just kind of it, it. You know, I I uh, think of it as being this comedy. It's a Bill Murray comedy. I watch it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I don't remember this movie being like as sentimental as it is. It's a very. Uh, it's not really. Uh, I don't know. Should we say smalty? Smalty movie. It can get. Uh, uh, it's a. I mean, I not that this negative. is a bad thing. Right, I mean, yeah. this is like it's trying to be like a classic Hollywood uh, romance, you know, romance slash like fantasy. Uh, you know, it's, a it's about a positive. Yeah. Uh, you know, having a positive outlook on things, being generally good to people. I don't think there's like anybody swears at all in this entire movie. What's it rated PG, PG for the manic? I mean, it's trying to be. I think you know a modern day Christmas Carol. It's a Wonderful Life. You know, uh, so in that respect, I think it succeeds. I'm like, is it a time travel movie? I mean, that's why it kind of blows me away that it's on all these lists it because is. it doesn't feel like it's a time travel movie at all. Is Edge of Tomorrow a time travel movie? Because that's basically the science what fiction the version of nice. Groundhog Day. I don't know. If We're I talking about that. way too many different movies. I'm going to bring podcast. them all up. There's an <laughs> yes. X Files yes. episode called Monday. Yes. You should see it. It's Groundhog Day, as seen from a character who is not the groundhog, the guy who keeps coming <laughs> back, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good movie. Uh, I was. Uh, you know, like I said before, um, Bill Murray's performance was like, you know, surprising. I guess and I'm like he did a good job. So he reaches a lot of places. Yeah, it was funny. I laughed. You did, and then it got very like you know, sentimental. And it was kind of like, and then you went. Yeah, it was, yeah. I'm a man. I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so that's a recommendation. Groundhog Day. It's a classic. You got to see it. You probably have. Travis. This is one of my favorite movies. It's not one of those movies I own just because you see it so, you know, I've seen it so many damn times. Um, there's not a lot to it, so I don't think there's, you know, you don't think you need to go back and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch or anything like that. It's just, to me, it's a great comedy movie. I love all the characters in it. I love all the goofy uh, dialogue, all the goofy characters. But I also love how, I mean, I think this movie gets a little demented. I love, I mean, my favorite line of the whole movie is the whole, if you want a prediction about the weather, you're asking the wrong Phil. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. It's going to last you the rest of your life. I fucking love that line. It's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's down. (laughs) (laughs) But I just like how, uh, I don't know. Just one of those movies where I like how, you know, there's that point in that movie where... He realizes, like, I've committed suicide probably, like, 20 times or whatever. I can't kill myself. So the only thing to do is, instead of being down, you know, go up. You know, start start living every day for other people. Start actually trying to, like, care for other people. Real, I like how they start showing how he starts asking people. Like, like, like Elliot, right? His cameraman. Was that Chris Elliot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris yeah, Elliot. Chris Elliot. Uh, he, uh, Larry. Larry. Larry is his he, name uh, in the movie. So he tells him... Or, we don't talk, Larry. Do you have kids? Yeah, throughout the whole movie, he just, he just like, makes fun of him, makes fun of him, makes fun of him. But then by, by like, 
towards the end of the movie in the third act, yeah, that's when he first asks about if he has kids. If it's like even this dude that he was belittling every day, now he's he wants to ask him questions about you know just about his personal shit instead of just being oh I'm the talent, you're the fucking guy that helps me, blah 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 blah. And uh, the music in this movie, I love the fucking music in this movie. I mean Nat King Cole, Ray Charles. I mean it's got the music for like. For that sentimental Sunny shit. And like, I think it's great. Well, yeah, but you know, that's not, that wasn't like part of the movie, movie I'm music. So put your little hand in mine. But, uh. That's a big part. That was a good, oh that was God, a good share. That was a good share. That was a good share. <laughs> that was a good share. So, uh, I mean, I, uh, I like all the acting in this movie. I mean, there's a lot of good comedic actors in this. Um. Yeah, I mean, I highly recommend it. I think it's a great watch. Uh, it's one of those movies that I think this is what, even though Bill Murray keeps on Bill Murray keeps on saying he wants some deep movie, he wants some deep movie. But I think he's. I mean, the reason I fucking hate him is because I think he doesn't realize that he's already done those movies. He's done the even though they happen to be comedy because it's like, well, dude, you open your mouth and you're fucking. He's the only Bill Murray's one of the only comedians. That is popular for playing himself. Bill Murray's never played a different character in any movie. He's Bill Murray. What about the Razor's Edge? Yeah, he's Bill Murray, being yeah, okay. but super pretentious because he's really young in that. <laughs> oh, you got to see the Razor's Edge. Oh, it's fucking wretched. It's so horrible. <laughs> and he talks down about Ghostbusters, which makes the world happy. This is why I don't understand Bill Murray. He made a movie that makes the world happy. For generations and generations. And he bitches about it. He does. He fucking bitches about it. Wants nothing to even do with it. It's like, you're fucking... Like, Bill Murray needs his own Groundhog Day. <laughs> you know? That's the irony. Wow. That's, that's the there irony. You go. <laughs> Bill, wow, that's... Bill, Bill oh, Murray gets stuck making Ghostbusters for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. I want to be a real artist, even though I'm popular for being on fucking SNL. <laughs> fucking genius. So, yeah, I love this fucking movie, regardless of Bill Murray's attitude. Well, because I heard Bill Murray didn't even talk to Harold Ramis up till like maybe a month or two before Harold Ramis died. Mm-mm. Yeah, so That's from true. this movie up to what, seven months ago, eight months ago, it's been since Harold Ramis died? Yeah, they had a big falling out. And it's all over this shit, just because he wants to be a fucking artist. Fucking pretentious fuck. So, so I, recommend. I recommend this movie. <laughs> hey, Bill Murray, recommend this movie. Oh, well, that's a glowing review. Um, <laughs> or recommendation. Um, uh, I, recommend, I recommend the movie as well. Uh, I really like this movie. Um, uh, uh, like Travis said, it's not one that I own, because I don't think it's one you want to... You don't want to wear it out, um, but it's one where, it's, you know, it, when it comes on TV, you always sit down to watch it. No matter where it's at and finish it. You just um, get stuck. You really uh, you, it. you do. You really do. It's like, I'll, I'll sit down and watch this. get stuck in it. Um, I think it uh, kind of, um, it all depends on Bill Murray's performance. And I think he does great in this movie. Um, it's one of the only movies that I like Andy McDowell in. Say that. It's like this in multiplicity. You hate her upper lip shadow. Something. <laughs> Something. <laughs> she, she, yeah, there you go. Her, her lip my... pushes up so no lighting can get rid of the shadow. That's right there. That <laughs> it makes it look yeah. like she's got a yeah. mustache. <laughs> yeah, there's some, I don't know. Something about her. But uh, I think it's a really good movie. I like the places Bill Murray goes in this movie. You know, the highs and lows and everything. Um, supporting characters as well. It's a really good movie. I like it. I recommend it. I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening has seen this movie. 
Um, but it's really good. Uh, time travel movie, I don't think it is. It has time elements in it, but it's not a time travel movie. I don't think you can label it as that. But a very good movie. If you haven't seen it, what the hell? Watch it now. Um, I like this movie. I think it's one of the first movies where Bill Murray kind of kind of diverts from his classic sarcastic snarky asshole character and he gets a little deeper not really i know that's what he wanted to do but like travis said like i really don't think he can get much deeper than than that i mean lost in translation maybe i'm sorry but well he was silent in lost in translation <laughs> oh because the, the scene where he's laying on the bed with annie mcdowell trying to do that when i first saw it's like it's fucking uncomfortable i don't think he's that i mean he's not he's not a great actor he's a funny fucking dude not a great well, the actor. scene I'm thinking of is when, like, he's trying to revive the old man. That's and sad. that's that yeah. is really sad. Like, I tear up at that scene. Mm. And, I mean, I think that's that's a deep scene for Bill Murray. Even when he's talking to Annie McDowell and he's in, like, his justice coat and the white t-shirt. And he's like, there's a guy about to drop a plate of dishes. Five, four, three. During that scene where he's just like, I'm reliving the same day over and over, and there's nothing I can do about it. Like, there's, yeah, like, there's a sadness restless, to Bill Murray. Yeah. Right. Like, he's just exhausted at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, even that scene, yeah, uh, going along with the, you know, the old man dying. Like, that's, I like that. That kind of gets me. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Bill Murray. But, the, I mean, like... Before then, was he really? Did he? He didn't do anything like that before Groundhog Day, right? Am I sea right? Rangers, saying uh, that? Yeah, okay, well, I'm sorry. In almost Mad Dog and Glory, he was the gangster. Robert God, De Niro was the guy. Is that like '88. Guys keep saying I, I know that. nothing of Bill Murray's body of work. I'll tell you that. What was he? Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, I remember oh, that one. Buffalo Room was '82. But that was comedic. I mean, he was over the top. Yeah, acting, but. It's far out, Bill Murray. Yeah. Razor's Edge, I want to say, it was 84 or 85, because I know he made Ghostbusters. 86? Well, no, maybe 85. Because I know, I mean, it was financed specifically because he was like, I'll do Ghostbusters if you guys do my fucking hoity-toity pretentious yeah, isn't movie. it about like a guy who goes off to India and into he, the Himalayas? He travels the world himself? to find himself. It's yeah. fucking suck-ass. <laughs> awesome. I want to watch it. <laughs> now we got to watch right it. Now. Saturday Night Freak Show. I tried okay. once. Okay. Does he travel through India on a train? Can't remember. Because uh, there's a scene in Darjeeling Limited where all the brothers are getting on the train and Bill Murray misses the train that's going through India, traveling through India. They all find themselves on the... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I, I don't know. That's but, funny. Uh, that's funny. Well, this is the first movie I see, I've see. i seen him be versatile in, I guess, besides just funny, sarcastic... Meh. Classic Bill Murray. I shouldn't say Matt because I love Bill Murray. Sorry, Travis. But um, I recommend it. Uh, time travel. Uh, you can I, say it. It's okay. I don't. I don't know. It. I mean, it's obviously it's deja vu. You know. But I mean, like I said, it's on every single time travel movie list. Like you Google them, and it's on every fucking one. There's a lot of wrong people out there. Well, I'm just saying. It's on every single one. So, but yes, I would recommend this movie. You should watch it. It's, um, it has the same storyline as Christmas Carol, I think, but it's a little more funny, a little more, it's creative, a creative twist on a Christmas Carol, more modern day, I suppose. But yes, I like it. I recommend it. Go Brent. That's just me then, huh? Uh, That's yeah. a time <laughs> nope. fail, Brent. 
It's a t- everybody has said you failed. Well, no, he didn't fail. <laughs> and all well, those people who put it on their top ten list. Indeed. And that's, I mean, I guess that's partly what I wanted from this evening, that we could talk a little bit about it and try and figure it out. And I've been struggling with it myself, like whether or not it actually is a time travel movie. I mean, there's parts of it that really do fall into the whole time travel genre for me from what i've seen the idea that you start you okay so you can go back and change something in your own life and alter it which um inevitably makes your life better that's the fantasy of time travel right you can go back i said this earlier in the podcast but you can go back you can change something that you wanted differently even if it's you know beginning, you know, for him, it takes him a long time to figure it out, right? Phil Connors has no idea why he's stuck in this day. But eventually, he realizes it's, I think, I mean, I guess, A, to make him a better person, but B, to help other people too, and for him to realize the value. I mean, somebody said it, stop and smell the roses, right, Colin? And the idea that, I mean, uh, that's, you're changing, like, you're learning a lesson, um, in a way. I mean, if, if we equate it to Back to the Future, the idea. (laughs) If we equate it to Back to the Future. (laughs) But will we? As, as we always do. It's, yeah, it's, it's the ability to, he's reliving it and he can't do anything about it. He can't control it and he might not like it, but eventually he's learning or the reason why he's doing it throughout the, uh, okay, let's stick to the first back to the future. George McFly is taught <laughs> a lesson, uh, about, you know, I mean himself through Marty McFly that makes George McFly a better person in the end. Like just have Phil Connors, like even if, <laughs> even if you look at, uh, Michael Shannon's character, you know, I mean, how, for how Whoa. many, okay. how, how many years was, did that marriage not work? You know, they, 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 they got cold they feet and yeah. they didn't go through with it. And at some point, Phil Connors started changing that. And I think that he did that throughout the, you know, I mean, how many years before Phil Connors realized that uh, the mayor was choking in the restaurant. You can make other people happy, not just yourself. Yeah, he can make a difference. Yeah, he can make a difference. He can save people. I mean, that kid, who knows when that kid fell from the tree, broke his back, broke his neck. Died. Died. Who knows? I mean, the the old man was the idea that you can't change what's going to happen, you know? I mean, that's that's the reality of it. And I think, like, I think, Jenny, you said that, like, the idea that that's what that was a turning point in his, in his, uh, struggle to get through this day is the idea that like, that's when he realizes that like maybe, cause before that, like we all said, I mean, it's all selfish reasons why he's, you know, he's he, and I think that I would do this too. You know, I mean, you go through the day, you're like, all right, how do I get rich? I'm going to do that first. <laughs> and then I'm going to spend 800 years trying to fuck this chick. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, he must have had sex with that, most that of the town, right? Right. The, at least at two some point. <laughs> but and did you also notice how? I mean, like as I, it seems to me, like as the day went on, 
uh, or as the repeating of the day went on, uh, like more people were at the diner based on how he had interacted with them throughout the day. Because by the end, he's like, this is so-and-so, this is, you know, Michael Shannon, they're going to get married. This is, you know, like it was a full thing right after, because I'm guessing, yeah, based on the timeline, they go from the groundhog to the diner to whatever, to the bar and then the party or whatever that night. But uh, like throughout throughout his ten years or ten thousand years, he's he's constantly improving other people's lives, but in the same at the same time improving his own. You know, after we get through the selfishness and the killing himself and the a lot of heavy handedness, which I don't. I mean, I I appreciate it. I feel like that's a like that character has to go through that arc, and I I I appreciate that they they almost painstakingly show you every aspect of it from like, no, from, from being at the bowling alley going, there's no consequences, no hangovers. We can do whatever we want. We can ride on the drive on the train tracks to, I can jump off of a fucking bridge and just end this hopefully. And you know, like it's like the des- the disparity of like, what's going to end this, you know, because he gets to that point, but also he goes through heartbreak during that time because when he does, again, it's selfish, but he, he thinks he is in love with Rita at the time and he wants to, or he is in love with Rita, but he thinks that he can make her love him for all the wrong reasons. And going through it, like when his his idea of how he's going to make her fall in love with him doesn't work, he's just like, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to start killing myself every way possible. Um, and then that's when the movie takes like a, dark left turn <laughs> but then it, you know i mean it comes out of it and uh i i i guess long story short i appreciate the fact that the movie explores like every single avenue of reliving the same day you know i mean like it it doesn't leave a lot of uh what would you say uh rocks unturned but uh, I think that's stones. 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 <laughs> Rock stone. Stones. Who turns rocks? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what the hell? Who ever heard of that? Um, but, Your wrap up is done. It is because I, I, I really, you know, I mean, I, I like the movie. I, I don't, you know, I mean, I think that even tonight, I think that you guys have a lot of cool theories about it. I still don't know if it's really time travel, but I think it's in that vein. And I think it's worth watching. I, I wish I would have thought of it during Groundhog Day or at least during February. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend it because it is a lot of fun and I do own it. And I do watch it at least once or twice a, week, a year. So a week, a week, a week, a year. Jesus. <laughs> All the time. A night. But, a, yeah. It'd be great if you were caught in this loop where you had to try and convince us. <laughs> that it was time Groundhog travel. Day was a time travel movie, time and you just had to keep going <laughs> over and over oh, again. That's <laughs> That would be cool. So that's Groundhog Day on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Next week, we'll be back with a brand new podcast. We're going to be watching my pick of Brian De Palma's The Phantom of the Paradise. We're going to rock out in the basement next week, but until then, the basement is going dark. <laughs>